Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero. This Galaxy Class refitted starship, NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will take you back in through our history, starting with the NX01 Enterprise. We start out with taking care of going through history. Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today, being 4th of July weekend, we are doing two of them today. The second one being Season 1, Episode 11, Cold Front. Now, Vicky, what did you think you were going to see on this one? I think that I thought they would find a, a, a cold planet, per se. Mm-hmm. And that there is not supposed to be anybody living on that planet, but they find a new species. Well, you do meet some new species, but you don't meet them on a planet, on a cold, dead planet. No. <laughs> so you were closer. Not by much, but you were closer. I was. <laughs> so. Season 1, Episode 11, Cold Front. While the Enterprise joins an alien pilgrimage to witness a religious stellar occurrence, Archer finds himself again faced against a Suliban warrior, Silic. Now, Silic, as we found out, the hard way, because I couldn't remember his name and I didn't think to look it up, on season one and episodes one and two, he's the Suliban leader. He is Silic. They never said his name. I know because we watched it. I would have said his name if we had heard his name. We did not. I did watch this episode again just to make sh- the first episode and second episode again just to make sure they never say his freaking name. So, Vicky, my love, after all that, we watched the episode because you didn't watch it yet. Well, you have watched it, but now it's the second time you're going to watch it. What do you think? <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> okay, as long as you're willing to admit that, you're good. So, you're going to find some things later. The things that you're saying now are in later series, like TOS, TNG, DS9, Voyager, and and later on in this series. But you're close on some of them. 
Not gonna lie, you've been close on a couple of them. So, um, just so you guys know, because I forgot to say it in the last episode, we are now on five different medias, including you can find us at Vicky's Adventures in Star Trek on Facebook. You can get in contact with us at Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek at gmail.com. We are on Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Outcasts. Uh, who were the other ones? I should have wrote these down. Uh, do you remember what other ones are? Um. Uh, anyways, there's five total ones that we're on. We're not on Spotify or Apple yet. We're working on that. So. I don't remember the other ones. I don't either, but we will get there. Dang. No big deal. We'll we'll look it up and we'll write it down for next time. For them. So. Are you ready to dive into this, Miss Vicky? Yes. Okay. Here we go. The first thing we're going to see is Silic on a table and he's strapped down. This was was an automatic You failed in your last mission. The building on Empire is intact. You knew there would be consequences. Please, I won't disappoint you again. We will restore it, but only if you succeed in your next mission. What? You're me. You won't need enhanced vision the way you will see the expression. So, now we're seeing some other Sulaban taking a big, long, gun kind of shaped thing with a rod towards his eye. Because he's not going to need his advanced vision in his next mission. Which we will find out what that is here in a second. Ready, sweetheart? Yep. Hold the door. Where were you last night? <laughs> decided to turn in early. You didn't miss much. What'd they show? Night of the Killer Androids. That bad? As far as I know, that is a real movie. As far as I know. Um, Travis is about to say how many shows they have on file but why they showed that one I don't know who's doing it I think it's uh, Tucker who's doing it and he's a sci-fi fan sci-fi horror fan so as you'll find out later we've got 50,000 movies in the database there must be something worth watching you can always read about it <laughs> <laughs> he's like what enjoy the show last night as with two hours of my life I'd rather have back. Good morning, sir. So now you're going to meet Daniels. Daniels? Daniels is the good, is, as you've seen, the, on the good side of the time travelers. Why he has chosen to be on the Enterprise for as long as he... We don't know how long he's been there. But apparently long enough for Archer to know who he is. And for him to get to know Archer. So, we don't know how long that's been, but he's probably been there for quite a while. I thought this was Taylor's shift. I switched with him. That's all right with you. No problem. Sir, I noticed we changed course. May I ask why? There's a stellar nursery not far from here. We detected several ships inside. We thought we might go say hello. Now, you had a question, aren't you? 
What is a stellar nursery? Well, as we found out, it's another term for... We looked it up on Google. What was it again? Uh, molecular cloud. Yes, it's a molecular cloud of neutrons and stuff like that. Basically, it's a stellar nursery is another name for it. Make sense? Yes. Okay. Very good, sir. More orange juice. No, thanks, sir. see him heading for it. Very beautiful. What have you got? We found one of the ships, sir. Put it up. It appears to be a transport vessel. Hail them. They're responding. Can I help you? My name is Archer. I'm captain of the starship Enterprise. We're from Earth. We thought we'd introduce ourselves. Pleased to meet you. What do you want? Pleased to meet you. What do you want? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the, the when when the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses go by. <laughs> what do you want? We want to talk to you about God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're new to this region, and we're eager to make contact with other species. Oh. If you don't mind my asking. What brings you here? A job. I'm escorting a group of spiritually-minded men on a pilgrimage to the great plume of Agasoria. The, the what? Every 11 years, one of the proto-stars gives out a neutron blast. These gentlemen believe it's a sacred event. If you ask me, I think it's just another ball of hydrogen. <laughs> when is this great plume due to erupt? Tomorrow. Mind if we join you? It's your time to waste. I'd like to extend an invitation to you and your passengers to visit Enterprise. I'll ask them if they're interested. I prefer to stay with my ship. Understood. <laughs> Mr. Craddock. Captain, Captain Craddock. Craddock. <laughs> kind of like he's trying to say Bond, James Bond. You have another question? Looks like we could. What is it? What is the great plume of Astoria? Agasoria. Agasoria. <laughs> um, from, well, uh, from what Flock states, the Hindu faith believes that they're, they even the earth goes through renewals. Basically, it's just their belief that the protostar uh, detonating is the universe re giving rebirth to itself. It's sacred to them. It is sacred to them. I don't know much about theirs, and they don't really give much information on their religious beliefs, but that's what I believe it is. So. Alright. Any other folks for sitting here? No. Okay. We have any guests. Tell Chef to prepare something. May Agasoria embrace you into his... The Agasoria. Thanks. 
These are my fellow celebrants. We've traveled many light years from different worlds to watch this event. I'm Commander Tucker, Chief Engineer, and this is our science officer, Subcommander Paul. For you, Captain. It's beautiful. What uh, exactly is it? A clock. It charts time from the beginning of the universe. Vucentil. It's a spirit traditionally consumed as the plume reaches its full brilliance. You'll find it enhances the experience. <laughs> well, I'm sure it does. Your of course, I give the booze to, to Tucker. Afraid the only thing yeah. we have to offer you is our hospitality. That will be more than enough. Our chef has prepared a meal in your honor. Normally, we fast during the time of Agastoria, but in this case, I suppose we can break with tradition. <laughs> Please. They're Selic. Disguised. Remember, they can change their the way they look. Yeah. Three weeks and six days. So they've been out for four weeks, four months, six weeks, and six days. That's a long time. So far. Do I dare tell you how long they were actually out? You can. <laughs> okay. So in the final episode, which they'll say it. They were out for 10 years. Wow. Because, at the time, because it is an NX class, it's experimental, they figured these ships would take 10 years before they needed to refit. Whereas, with TOS, it's 5 years, but the Enterprise D, they just say it's a continuing mission. So we never really know how far they would go without being ref like full-on refitted. Right. So, there's that. I do know that when they destroy the Enterprise D, they get the new Enterprise, which is the Enterprise E. When they destroy the Inter the original Enterprise after it's been refitted, they get a refit Constitution class, which they classify as the NCC-1701A. Yes, I'm right about that. Yes, I know about that. My ex-brother-in-law said I was wrong, and I'm not. I never have been. Yeah. I know Star Trek too well for that. <laughs> but you'll also notice that there is no... You'll find this out, but there is a B, a C, before the D. The C gets destroyed, and the B gets uh, decommissioned. And we never really know what happened to the C until TNG. Uh, it, they're at the episode of yesterday's Enterprise. We find out what happened to it. So, yeah. Anything else? No. Okay. Period of time. Warp 5 will get you where you're going pretty fast. We've uh, seen a lot since we left Earth, but I have to say that this place is definitely one of the highlights. I'm pleased you appreciate its beauty, Captain. To us, it's more than just a simple stellar nursery. According to our sacred text, this is where the universe began. And the great plume of... Ag Agasoria. Agasoria. How does that fit in? It represents the continuing cycle of creation. <laughs> it's not unlike the Hindu faith, Commander. They also believe that the universe goes through repeated cycles of rebirth. I didn't realize you were familiar with Earth religions, Doctor. Oh, yes. In fact, while I was there, I made it a point to study a number of them. I spent two weeks at a Tibetan monastery, where I learned to sing chords with the High Lamas. I attended Mass at uh, St. Peter's Square. 
I was even allowed to observe the Tao Shamar at the Vulcan Consulate. I understand Vulcans are a deeply spiritual people. Our beliefs are based on logic and the pursuit of clarity. Do you follow a particular faith, Captain? I guess you could say I try to keep an open mind. Many who see the Great Plume are often inspired by it. Perhaps you will be, too. Did you get to meet them? Two, briefly. What were they like? Uh, quiet. They're taking a tour of the ship. Looks like the captain's going all out. I hope he's not planning to show them the armory. Don't worry, Lieutenant. They didn't look like the types who'd go around stealing military secrets. Still, we're not familiar with these species. Tactical systems should be off-limits. Starboard targeting sensors out again. Should I call engineering? No, I'll take care of it. But let me take a moment. You have the bridge, Anson. You're talking to Mayweather on that one. Aren't you going to take the chair? What? The chair? You're in command. <laughs> I'm fine right here. Haven't you ever wondered what it's like? I can wait till I'm promoted. Okay. <laughs> she's basically egging. She's basically egging him on to take the chair. Someday, Travis. Someday. Think anyone will mind if I fired a torpedo? Uh oh. <laughs> Permission to take my station. Sorry, sir. The gravimetric field displacement manifold. Commonly known as the warp reactor. Just think of it as a great big. So, right here, Trip is going to explain the warp engines better than I can. Are you ready for this? Mm hmm. But instead of using electricity or chemical fuel, it runs on engine. See this swirling light? When matter and antimatter collide, it creates a whole lot of energy. But we channel that energy through those conduits over there. A few of them are looking at him like, dude, we know all this. <laughs> they lead to the two large blown cylinders you may have seen on the outside of the ship. From the cells. That's right. Which contain warp coils that create the subspace displacement field. <laughs> I see you already know a thing or two about starship engines. I'm a warp field theorist. Oh. Well. I guess that covers the basics. Any questions? How do you regulate positron flow in your dilithium matrix? Good one. I'll bring up the schematic of the reactor assembly. You can see for yourself. If you'll just come with me. So that's Selick. That guy that said he's a warp field theorist. So. Again, they can change their what they look like at will. Right. We use a series of magnetic constrictors to align the positron stream. 
Oh, he just broke something. We spent a month redesigning the system. Hasn't given us a single problem since. Suspicious much? <laughs> We're being hailed by Captain Craddock. He's probably calling about the weather. On screen. You might want to focus your sensors on that plasma lightning up ahead. Where are we? Plasma lightning. You ever been in a plasma storm? Twice. Then you know it can get a little bumpy. I suggest we try and go around it. Agreed. Ensign. I'm already on it. Ensign. I'm already on it. There's your heart, lungs, liver, and another heart. Everyone. This uh, imaging device also allows us to examine your genetic structure. Ah, we'll be happy to know you are in perfect health. Who would like to go next? <laughs> Excuse me. Archer's pulling all, all the stops and Archer playing Mr. Uh, God, what do you want to call it? We're circumnavigating a plasma storm. Captain. He's showing him the ship. It's just targeting They're very common in this region. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. Southbound Sea Deck, subsection four. No other captain. Ensign. The storm's moving in our direction. I'm having trouble getting around it. What about the transport ship? It's far enough ahead. He made it best. We've got a power surge in the impulse release. Here's a good example of how we can remount the energy flow to protect our critical systems. We have to cut the tour a little short. I'll be on the bridge. So, something of note for you. The uh, medical bay is the heaviest, most heavily shielded, best place to hide in case of an emergency. So, you'll find that out in TOS because he makes a comment to a certain person about it. So... <laughs> See Daniels, he and he knows something's not right. Report. We're losing main power. Trip. What's happening? The last boat's going to one man reason for that. Think we're all right, Captain. The cascade's got to its tracks. Good work, Trip. It wasn't me, sir. Da -da -da. Sorry about the bad weather. We're used to it. I'm just grateful there was no serious damage. If any of your group would like to watch the great plume from our missile, they're welcome to come back tomorrow. I'll let them know. Have a great time, Doctor. I plan to, Captain. Thank you for letting me spend the night with these people. I'll expect a full report in the morning. Hi, Captain. 
Hope to see you tomorrow. Tucker to Captain Archer. Go ahead, Drip. Can you come down to engineering for a minute? On my way. What is the trip? Take a look at this. What? See that condo? Yeah. It's an anti-matter junction. It stopped the cascade from reaching the warp reactor. <laughs> what are you getting at? Somebody got in here and disconnected it from the primary antimatter feed. If they hadn't, that cascade would have continued right into the reactor core. And this ship would have gone up just like the Great Bloom of Agasauria. Yeah, the Great Bloom of Agasauria. <laughs> what are your staff? I already asked. Nobody seems to know anything about it. Sounds to me like you've got a hero who's a little reluctant about taking credit. Talk to them again. Whoever did this deserves accommodation. I'm telling you, sir, I don't think it was one of my people. They would have said something. I spoke with every one of them. How about the work here? You too. The captain of the other ship. Anyway, get <laughs> To be honest, his face almost looked like a turtle with a shell on his head. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it, it looks kind of. He looks interesting. I told you I did. Some kind of reward. Thank you, Captain. Or maybe it was the cycle of renewal. Maybe it was the cycle of renewal. If anyone comes forward, you'll let me know. Oh, you will be the first. Where you get to find out who Why don't you talk to one of my bridge officers? I'm a little busy right now. It's important. I'm sorry, Daniels. I've got my hands full. It's about the Sulaban. Uh oh. What about? Uh oh. I have reason to believe that one of the pilgrims who came aboard today is a Sulaban soldier. His name is Silic. He's the man you fought with on the Helix. How the hell do you know what I did on the Helix? It might be best if we discuss this in private. My ready room. I think it'd be better if we went to my quarters. What? You'll understand when we get there, sir. So, yeah. Time traveler. Time traveler. Oh, please have a seat. I'm sorry about the mess. Sometimes I think my bunk may be due to chaos theory. What is that? That doesn't look like Starfleet issue. Because I'm not a member of Starfleet. Not that I wouldn't be honored to be one, sir. Especially after spending time. Who are you? How do you know what happened on the Helix? Did Silic tell you who he was working for? I'm the one asking questions, crew. Oh boy. Did he mention the temporal cold war? What do you know about that? A great deal more than you do, sir. If you're not a member of Starfleet, then who are you? I work for a different kind of organization. We make sure that people like Silic don't interfere with historical events. I've never heard of a group like that. That's because it doesn't exist yet. What's up? That's it. I was just thinking. <laughs> mm. So you're 
telling me you're some kind of time traveler? There it is. That's yep. Time thing. traveler. Told you. Maybe this will help clear things up. This is how you know what's going on. Live CGI. We call it a temporal observatory. I know this must seem a little overwhelming. Overwhelming doesn't quite cover it. I come from right about, uh, right about here, approximately 900 years from now. So he's from approximately 900 years from this time, wow. or that time, I should say. Are you human? More or less. <laughs> More or less. Because as we find out, humans and other species can interbreed very easily and very well. That's how we get Spock. And that we will find out. And Torres. <laughs> and the people giving silk orders. They're uh, from an earlier century. From about here. They can't manifest themselves physically in the past. They can only partially materialize to deliver information. But not you. In the years that followed, we eventually perfected the process. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. When time travel was first developed, it wasn't long before people realized that laws had to be made. All the species who had the technology agreed that it would only be used for research. But it wasn't. That's what the temporal Cold War is all about. Look at this. This is a group of anthropologists from 2769, observing the construction of the Great Pyramid at Giza. They're doing it using the proper procedures set forth in the temporal court. There are factions that ignore those procedures. Why are you telling me all this? He's about to tell you. Silic is the one who prevented the reactor breach. Are you implying Silic was sent here to save my ship? And if he hadn't, we would have been destroyed today? I am not implying anything. All I'm saying is that I was assigned here to capture Silic when he came aboard. He is a threat, and I need you to help me capture him. You're from 900 years in the future, and you need my help? Suleiman have been given genetic enhancements that allow them to evade most sensors. They're nearly impossible to detect. I've noticed I have special equipment that can help track so, but it'll be far more effective if I can tie it into your internal sensor grid. I'll need access to main engineering and your command codes. But we have reason to believe that the 22nd century is a front in this Cold War. What happens here could affect millennia to come. It's imperative that we find out who Silic is working for and what they're trying to do. If I decide to help you, I can't do it alone. I need to inform some of my crew. The fewer the better. <laughs> You're asking me to capture someone who just saved my ship. Why should I trust you? You like your scrambled eggs soft. Have I ever brought them to you any other way? <laughs> you sure you don't want a glass? I'm sure. 
The Vulcan Science Directorate has studied the question of time travel in great detail. They found no evidence that it exists or that it can exist. The Suleiman woman I spoke with, Sarah, she also used the phrase temporal cold war. That's what Daniels called it, the same words. That proves nothing. That proves everything. What about the Suleiman's <laughs> genetic engineering? Flock says it's far beyond their abilities. That doesn't mean that it was given to them by visitors from the future. Yes, it does. can offer you concrete proof. I'd remain extremely skeptical. I'm telling you, he pushed a button on this device and the whole room changed. On the Zerillion ship, I was in the holographic chamber where I could have sworn I was in a boat at sea. <laughs> if what Daniel says is true, then Silic saved Enterprise. Maybe we shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth. If there's even a possibility that this Cold War exists, we can't ignore Daniel's request. Bridge to Captain Archer. Yes, Hoshi. We're approaching the Protostar, sir, and the transport ship is requesting permission to dock. Some of the passengers would like to take you up on your offer and observe from the mess hall. Initiate docking procedures. I'll be right there. One of them might be sore. We don't have time to debate this any longer. I want you to help Daniels. Sure, you know, still looks a bad guy. crazy story. Could be trying to conceal his true intentions. What about you scientists supposed to keep an open mind? There's a difference between keeping an open mind and believing something because you want it to be true. Again, good point. What the hell's that supposed right. to be? That is a traditional greeting on the morning of Agasoria. It means, may the plume light your way. Take it to enjoy your visit. Oh, it was mesmerizing. Four hours of ritual prayer, followed by the Kaanasa, a series of exercises designed to purify the body. <laughs> I think I strained a leg muscle, but it was well worth it. How many decided to join us? Eleven, I believe. The others wanted to observe the star from their ship. So that leaves six on the transport? I didn't take a head count, but that sounds about right. Did any of them uh, seem out of place? What do you mean? Did they all take part in the rituals? As far as I could tell, but our eyes were closed most of the time. Is there something wrong, Captain? No. Just curious. You seem a little preoccupied. <laughs> it's been a long night. Glad you had a good time. Enjoy the view. I will. Wow. Fox doesn't know what's going on. He's My confused. equipment draws a lot of power. I'll need another 20 megawatts routed to your sensor grid. Commander. 
the Greek community. So you had a question about that, right? Yeah, what is a megawatt? Well, it's just indicating the amount of power. So. Alright. So I take it your brother isn't really an orbital engineer at Jupiter Station. Actually, I don't have a brother. And you didn't grow up in Illinois. Oh, I'm from a place called Illinois, sir. Just not the one you're familiar with. But it's good to know Earth will still be around in 900 years. That depends on how you define Earth. Beg your pardon? What? I want to initialize the grid. I'm ready to download the biometric parameters. Right. What's this? It's very delicate. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't touch it. <laughs> you know. We've got a little pool going in engineering where we try to guess how far the ship will travel each day. I don't suppose you could give me a tip on tomorrow's distance. I'm afraid we don't monitor events quite that closely. What are the power readings <laughs> on? Must have been damaged during the plasma storm. J-37. It's about three meters behind that bulkhead. I'll take care of it. J-37? That should give to Paul plenty of evidence to say, hey, he is from the future. This is my favorite part. He's so cute. Porthos has set like corner. I know, I know. Your breakfast is two hours late. Don't give me that look. If it's any consolation, I miss my breakfast too. What's the problem? You're not getting any cheese. <laughs> Is he if you're thinking of calling for help, I'd advise against it. I'm not the one you should be worried about, John. What are you doing here? I thought you might want to thank me. I saved your life. The least you could do is return the favor. There's someone here trying to find me. I need to know who it is. I don't know what you're talking about. I detect a tachyon radiation. You don't have anything that emits tachyons. Who's looking for me? I don't know. Did they tell you that ridiculous story about their noble efforts to protect history? The great <laughs> temporal core? They're lying to you, John. None of it is true. Whoever contacted you is working for another faction. They didn't come here to protect history. They came to alter it. Who do you think was responsible for the anti-magic cascade that nearly destroyed your ship? Well, here's the problem I see with that. Story, Selick, is you tried to kill John once before. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think he's going to believe you at all. No. It was them. I was sent to prevent it. And why would you want to do that? The first time we met, you tried to kill me. See? I saved your ship. <laughs> because I was instructed to. By whom? 
What does Enterprise have to do with your temporal war? I'm not privy to that kind of information. But I can tell you this. Whoever's looking for me is a danger to your crew. If you want to continue on your mission, you'll help me find them. To call to Captain Archer. Really, Selick? Archer here? We've finished the modifications. Thanks. I'll be there in a few minutes. Mr. Daniels is eager to get started. You'll have to wait a few minutes. Archer out. You've been very helpful, John. <laughs> Well, at least he missed the food bowl when he went down. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, hell yeah. Aw, he's such a cute little doggy. Poor Porthos. Porthos. It's beginning. How long before we see the plume? And that's hard to predict. Every cycle is unique. Would you care to recite the invocation of renewal with us? I'd be honored. Agasoria. Urea. Urea, Uralin, Porpora Gost. Gorontonia, Agasoria. Urea, Uralin, Porpora Gas. Tantania Tur Itadura. Tantania Tur Itadura. Tayana Murita. Is this what he's working? It's working. What is it? Suleban Bioscience. He's somewhere on this deck. I can't isolate him, but he's close. Call Lieutenant Reed. Tell him to seal off sea deck. And it wouldn't hurt if he could get down here with the security team. What's that? You two should go. We're not leaving. Go. Bring help. Go. Uh-oh, uh Daniels. Did they tell you that the 22nd century was going to be your final resting place? Something tells me that... Yes? As you'll find out later, I think that was something basically, uh... Kind of like a hologram recreation of him dying. Because he does, he comes back later. Oh. So that's what I'm thinking. Still skeptical. Talking to Captain Archer. Captain, you there? He's in his quarters. Talking to Dr. Flox. Yes, Commander. Meet us in the captain's quarters on the double. On my way. Silly. I guess he decided not to try and kill me this time. 
wasn't quite as generous when it came to Daniels. His dad, sir. Have our guests left yet? No, the fun is just beginning. Enterprise to Captain Fratic. I'm looking for one of your passengers. Have any of the ones who were here returned in the last hour or so? None. You're sure? The hatch has been sealed the entire time. Thanks. Aren't you out? <laughs> Mr. Reed. Yes, sir. We've got a Sulaban loose on the ship. I want you to lock down every outer door and exit hatch. Post security teams on all decks. Do you think you can find him using Daniel's sensors? I can sure as hell try. Get to engineering. Yes, sir. Oh. Thanks, Doc. could give an advantage to whomever Silic's working for. Bridge to Captain Archer. Go ahead. Someone just used our comm system to transmit a message. What kind of message? It's encrypted, sir. That was... Yeah, it was Silic. Yeah? It did it. Real. He actually puts his leg up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he slipped through here. We can remove these conduits. Take some time. So. But Jonathan is now using that thing that passes through. He's kind of got no choice. I would tell him to meet me in Shuttle Bay too. Or in the <laughs> Shuttle Bay, but that's me. Keep saying you're here to help us. But I 
I can't stop wondering what kind of genetic enhancements you'll get for bringing back that little prize. Eyes in the back of your head, a pair of wings. That's a cynical attitude, John. <laughs> I thought your species was more trusting. Well, you kind of betrayed his trust a while ago. Jonathan just pops out of nowhere. I'm not going to ask you again. <laughs> You're going to kill me after I saved your life. You may have endangered your future, John. You know, to be honest, because I'm pretty sure he had it set to kill, that's why it destroyed that thing. I would just as I hit it, because you can fire it and, you know, move it around and stuff, I would have went right across Selleck. That's yep. me. Yep. I will have to say, Selleck does come back later in multiple episodes, so he's a, he's a pretty important character to a point. <laughs> Somebody is opening cargo bay number four, uh, door number four. Yep. Well, you gotta remember there's oxygen in the ship and nothing out there. Right. So, of course, the ship is decompressing that now because of that. Well, there goes the device for walking through walls. Just jump. It's very pressuring it, seeing everything. Amazing CGI. Would have been funny if that sh little shuttle pod wasn't there. I know. Bridge to Captain Archer. Suleban vessel just took something in and went to warp. Should we go after them? No. That's because John destroyed the device. Ship has left. We're ready to resume course. 
have you learned how it works? Not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> Starfleet's in store for one hell of a report. I'm not quite sure where to begin. I'd be glad to help. First thing in the morning. I don't know about you, but uh, I could use a good night's sleep. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> After you got your ass handed to you. I don't know how that clock's supposed to work either, but it's supposed to. Mr. Reed, assign the quarters to Daniel's roommate and seal off cabin E14. It's off limits till further notice. I said. God knows what else is in there. No. He's right. You don't know what's up all in there. No. Uh, you will see later something that they do do with that, uh, with that, uh, locker, if you will. Yes. They actually open the door and you can reach through the door quite a ways to grab something. I'm just giving you a heads up. It's not spoiling anything. Because you don't know where this is coming. Or why it's coming. Or what they're going to grab. But they don't want anything falling into the wrong hands. That's why they're sealing it. Right. So, end of episode, basically, as we start panning around and zooming in on the lock for the door. Which I don't know how that lock works, but, you know, it, it keeps it locked. So, Vicky, I know you had to get up and move around a little bit. So, hopefully this still works. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. Oh, wait, did you have any other questions? Uh, no, I think we answered them all. Are you sure? Because we got to the watts and that's about it. The megawatts. I thought you had one or two after that. No, I just had one. Which is? Why did they seal the door? Because they don't know what what they'll find in there. Well, it's not just what they'll find. Well, they're not sure what they'll find in there. It's who knows who's coming after what that's in there. Right. So if it's sealed off, there's no temptation for any of the crewmen to go in there and get whatever's in there. To try and find, change history. Right. As well. So, Vicky, on a scale of 1 to 10. One being the worst, ten being the best, five being in the middle. Where do you put this one? I put this one as a 6.5. Well, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. There was a lot of story building with Daniels, even though this was the first time we'd seen him. Right. Um, we found out he's a time traveler. Yes, I know that he does come back later, and so do you now. I've said that. But then he dies. No, he didn't. Well, he kind of I think what it, like I said, I think what it was is he was in the middle of, I think what it is is it was a uh, holographic image, and when he blew up, he was actually beaming out back into the future. Okay. You know, that's what I'm thinking. You know, because he comes back to Archer wearing, like, it's almost like a rubber hose suit where the rubber hoses are all in line, they're all held together on rubber tube. I mean, it's a very weird looking suit. To be honest. So, we will see. Where do you think this episode hinged? Which character? Which which species? Well, it would have to be Daniels, because he was the time traveler. True. I have to give you that one. To be honest, it really was Daniels, because it hinged on him telling yeah. Archer everything. And then, well, and then I'd have to give half of it to Archer as well, because if it wasn't for Archer, he wouldn't have... 
uh, shot that thing out of Selig's hand and kept him from being able to use future events and stuff against mm-hmm. other people. Right. So, did that change your mind on that? I still think it's Daniel. Okay, we'll, we'll give it to you. I'm still- not mad. <laughs> no reason to ever be mad. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you want to say about this episode? I there wasn't enough shoot 'em ups. <laughs> You're in for the action. Well, as I've stated to you before, in real life, this is why you know between episode to episode. They probably could have been doing other things, but it was boring, not worth talking about, not worth mentioning, due to the fact that it was boring. So you're not always going to get... Shoot them up. Exactly. <laughs> so, anything else, darling? No. Okay, well, with that, I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And we will see you in our next mission. Bye, all. Bye. <laughs>